Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and we've got my my dear friend. You've you've graduated to the dear friend category now, if you don't oh, know that. There next you. level, next level. Love yeah, it. you're up there. Uh, Leanne Whippen. I guess I should say your name. Um, you know, that might help. Um, Leanne's been busy. She's, she's uh, not only doing the television stuff, she's going to Montana here in a month or so and doing some... Um, Work. What was the resort you said? I'm sorry. I've uh, pause up. Pause up. Yeah, you should check. Yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> when they first told me it was pause up, I'm like, I'm going to a pet area. Yeah. <laughs> to cook. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't sound good. And then I looked it up. I'm like, holy cow, this is remarkable. Okay. Yeah, very cool. I when you first said that, I had a like a a vision of a little pet poodle laying on its back, wanting to have its belly rubbed it's, or something. You know. Yeah, it's kind of an odd name. Or maybe it's a deceased poodle that needs, I don't know. But anyway, anyway uh, I don't know. Let's not go there. Um, anyway, um, we were talking about wine and stuff in the last uh, last segment of the regular show. And I showed my ignorance of, you know, high col- caliber wines. Now, Meathead, you know, he used to be right the wine column for the the post and the Tribune. Oh boy. And so, mm-hmm. and he started a, he started a wine magazine. So when I talked to him about wine, it went on for 23 minutes. Um, I would imagine. Yeah. But to me, it's still one of the things I said there. And I'll say it again is when I think of barbecue and especially if you're thinking about Kansas city style barbecue and that kind of thick red, sweet sauce, I think a good beer goes a long ways with barbecue mm-hmm. like that. And uh, it also goes good with fishing. I know that too. Out on the boat, yes. you can you can have a couple football of football games, football games, tailgating, <laughs> all that. Do you do a lot yeah. of? Do you do tailgating at all? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't been here that long, and of course, you know, we were in the whole COVID thing. So, yeah. Did you make it through um, that okay? You didn't get. Yeah, yeah. The restaurant made it through. Uh, kept all the employees. Um. I didn't, I, you know, I, I got my shots and I didn't end up getting it. So okay. my daughter got it, which wasn't good, but, um, yeah, otherwise unscathed. Good for you. Good for you. So and me, yourself. Oh yeah. I was unscathed. Look, my, good. my body's been a temple for toxic waste for years. <laughs> So there's like nothing that you can throw at me that I probably haven't already been exposed to in my world travels and stuff. I mean, really. That's you know. scary. Yeah. You know, um, one thing I didn't realize, and I don't think we talked about this on the last show, was Meathead was telling me your father was quite big into barbecue. Yes. 
He was the one that got me into it, hugely into it. Uh, yeah, he got his PhD in barbecue. Yes. Um, he even had Julia Child and Jacques Pepin uh, barbecuing for an event. And uh, yeah, he wrote a column for the National Barbecue News in the bullshit. And yeah, back in the day, well, he was a commercial pilot with TWA, but before that, he used to fly off aircraft carriers and uh, used to barbecue on the carriers and sent off signals and all that. And uh, he developed the infamous pig powder rub, which my sister and I have taken over now. And, uh, yeah, he got me into this. He was born on my grandmother's hog farm out in Kansas City. So, yeah, he's been, you know, he brought us up going to Arthur Bryant's and Gates and, you know, all that stuff. So, um, wow. yeah, he, he did it for many, many years and unfortunately passed away last year, but oh. lived a long life and a happy life. So, um, but I miss him dearly. He was your pal, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He was He was my, um, oh boy, when I would be, go to competitions, uh, he would be my taste tester. And I'll never forget, up. I, I was up in Bel Air, Maryland, and I turned in some chicken, and he tasted it, and he spit it out on the ground. He goes, this is the worst chicken I've ever had. And that was my first, first place chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Dad. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely into the barbecue. He won some award at the Jack, too. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't... From being I, a, I didn't know that. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a miss in my research and questioning of you, yeah. but I didn't know that. Jim Tab, Jim Trim Tab. Trim was uh, his, you know, his nickname i guess you know from the trim tab that they have in the airplane sure are you know my main name is tab t-a-b-b so yeah well there you yeah, go he was yep i didn't know that do you uh your sister um my sister is a food stylist out in california oh my word there's no living with you guys you're all too perfectionist yeah yeah yep. it can't take the cowboy slopping the beans over the side of the plate or something, you know, that's probably not, <laughs> probably not going to work very well for you. And no. Anyway, what in your, um, in your opinion, Leanne, semi-serious question here. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking a little bit about this over the air. There are tons and tons now of rubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, and I understand and respect the fact that people create this stuff and they like it. They like the flavor. They like what it does to their, their meat or their vegetables, mm-hmm. whatever they're doing or not. But I think people have a very tough time because, you know, when you're sitting around a table with family and friends and you've seasoned it with something you created, they're like, man, this is really good. You should market this. Mm. And they do. And then it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, they get some sales. I mean, it's not a total waste of time and effort, but, um, well, the problem is, as you know, with production of any spice or sauce, you're going to invest a lot of money in labels and they're going to have these minimum requirements of how many labels, how many bottles of sauce they're going to make. And if you don't sell it, it's going to be sitting around and, then if you get it, if you're lucky enough or get it into a grocery store, which I've done, then you're paying your shelving fees and 
you know, they take their cut. And, you know, when it's all said and done, you got to sell a bucket load of sauce and spice before you make a lot, you know, a decent amount of money. It's And there's so much competition out there. And you have to be on your game marketing-wise. Otherwise, you're, it doesn't matter how good it is. If you don't market it properly, you're, you're dead in the water, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I said I had been in the spice business. And I had. This was almost 20 years ago. So I was a little bit ahead of the curve. All right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's say that was 2000, 2001, 2002. In 2009, I saw some of my product on a shelf in a specialty store. Now I had stopped producing it five years before five years. And here it was in a specialty kind of a, gift shop type thing. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, this one had a section of all Northwest products. And I was laughing because I thought, I'm sure it probably still tastes okay because it was sealed up and stuff, but that crap had to be at least eight years old. And that you, is awful. And and you you could not replace it. I mean, because I wasn't making it anymore. They weren't they weren't right. they weren't making it. And I just thought I don't want my stuff to end up that way. So I, I just never did it again. You know, I had, I took a lot of pride in, in putting it together and the stores that sold it, sold it very well. But I also found out that I was also doing radio and I was doing the traveling and I was doing all that stuff. And I just didn't have time to manage a grocery store 50 miles away, calling me and saying what we would call a broken case. I need three bottles mm-hmm. of this, six bottles of this, eight bottles of this, and two bottles of this. And then, and I need it tomorrow. So the only way to get it to them tomorrow was to drive it there. You weren't going to, you know, they're calling you yeah. at two o'clock in the afternoon. You weren't going to even ship it like that. So it's a tough road to hoe. So, you know, I'm sure everybody makes a fine product, but just be careful. And, you know, it, it- it is true. If, if stuff doesn't move, it's, you don't know how long it's been sitting there. And I will give my plug uh, to Dizzy Pig because uh, Chris's rubs are, that's the one thing he doesn't do. He doesn't outsource making his spices. He makes them himself, you know, in his little plant and everything is super fresh. That's guaranteed. And he, his rubs are just off the charts. I mean, I'm talking like the flavors are so different of each and every one. And my favorite one he has out right now is his hot, spicy pineapple head. It is just remarkable. I mean, I I put on everything. Um, But you know with his rubs, you're going to get fresh rubs. And, you know, it's they have so much flavor, even though they're in a smaller type container, they they're 10 times more flavor than, you know, a larger container, like a 16 ounce or whatever. So um, I must say he's doing a wonderful job. (laughs) <laughs> I I believe you and I, you made me laugh you made me think of something um I was doing a TV commercial <clears throat> a long time ago and I was it was a promo actually and I came out and I held up a bottle of Lee and Perrin and I said I love mm-hmm. this stuff I love this so stuff so much I'll either drink it out of the bottle or I'll put uh-huh. or I'll put it on my cocoa puffs. Okay, we're done with the shoot. Yeah. It's a week later. My daughter walks in. She's making me breakfast. 
and there was a bowl of Cocoa Puffs on the table. And I sat down. Uh, when I used to eat cold cereal, I was a hog. I would use half and half. I grew up on a farm. Christ, we used half and oh half on gosh. everything, you know? Yeah. So I got Cocoa Puffs and half and half in there, and I take a big bite of this. Well, she had also taken the Worcestershire and gave it about four or five good blubs in oh, there. Oh, that's awful. It was. And it, it came back really quick. Um <laughs> Flying projectile stuff across the breakfast table. But uh, yeah. always be careful what you say to people, too, um, about if I use it on everything, because mm-hmm. people can get the wrong idea. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm just saying. So what does the future hold for Miss Leanne? So, um, well, my sister and I have kind of... You know, since my dad passed last year, we're we're t- we're taking over the little pink powder company he had, um, and it was so well received on the barbecue brawl, and and Bobby Flay ranted and raved about it. Which he actually, when I did the throwdown with him many years ago, he told me it was the best rub he ever had. So I mean, he's he's been talking about it a long time, but it got so much TV time that. Uh, Obviously, our sales have <laughs> increased. Uh, we haven't uh, really done a whole lot of marketing. I mean, it, it has one best rub on the planet. Um, it really is a versatile um, rub. I'm not just saying it because it's my dad's. It really is delicious. So um, working on that a little bit. I'm doing the live fire legends out at Paws Up Resort out of Montana, uh, which is, a you know, I'll be cooking a couple dinners and, you know, stuff like that. Oh, I'll be at the Worlds. I forgot about that. I'll be at the Worlds doing some demos out there out in Dallas. Um, I'm also working on a YouTube channel, and I am a spokesperson for Underwood Ranch sauces, which are made from their peppers that are grown out in California, which is their outstanding sauces. Um, no tomatoes, which is interesting. Um, and then I have a couple other things in the works. So um, I, I'm not at the restaurant. Yeah, I, I sold my shares there in March and taking a break from that world in life. Um, so just kind of mixing mixing it up a little bit. a girl. Are you doing any more television, like with Bobby or anything? Uh, no, not right now. The brawl, obviously, they, you know, they recast it. Well, they have the whole new team and they have new judges and um so no not at the moment which is fine that was very stressful um yes yeah so taking a break from that well there might be television or something roll around your way in the future they once they so you know it's so weird it's it 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 comes in waves you know it's like all of a sudden i'll get like a lull and nothing's really going on and then all of a sudden something happens so you just never know yeah um you can't count on any of that stuff anyway. So that's more like icing on the cake. Um, sure. So, but but it's fun. once, once you kind of feel like Michael Corleone though, once you try to get out and they, they just put their hooks in you and they drag you back in, you know, like whatever that statement yeah. was, that I've tried to get like out. The Guy Fieri grocery games, you know, they reached out to me there. There's a few other shows and, and I lately I've just been saying, no, I, I, it's it's too much right now no thank you (laughs) well you don't make any money doing those do you no you don't and you know they make it sound like at the brawl that i was going to have my own uh 
you know, TV. Everyone thought I was going to have my own show, and they're doing it again this year. But all it is, it's a three-show digital formatted, can't even find, can't see. (laughs) But it is on Food Network. You can find it. It's just not... It's not as as it seems. Um, yeah. So. Well, that show that I did is was eight years ago, I think, or something like yeah. that. And every once in a while, I'll get an email from somebody and said, "Did I see you on that show?" You know, blah, and sometimes I don't respond because I didn't like the show. <laughs> but most of the time, <laughs> I'll say, "Yeah, that was me." But I, and then I'll say, where did you saw it? Well, we saw it on channel seven hundred and eighty three where we live, and it was on. Yeah, a- it's it's amazing how these um, networks buy shows off each other. I mean, Pitmasters was originally on TLC, then it went to American Destination, and I know that even the Cooking Channel and Food Network has aired some shows. So I don't know how how the whole thing works, but they shift stuff around, and yeah, I I'll have text here and there oh i just saw you on whatever channel i'm like i didn't know that you know they just they just pull this stuff out you know from years ago it's amazing well they've got too much time to fill and they don't have the budgets or do they want to spend the budgets to uh go out and do well not only that but they can do any production for a year during COVID, so they couldn't even produce anything new so they have a whole year that they've got to fill you know with stuff that was you know, older stuff. Yeah. Ancient. Ancient. Mm-hmm. Came over on the uh, <clears throat> Mayflower type thing. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really tough. Um, is there anything in barbecue that you haven't done that you want to do, Leanne? There is one thing. Um, <laughs> you know, a book. You know, everybody's got to do a book. So, you know, that's something, but I've never had time to really focus on that because of my time at the restaurant. So um, I am considering taking the plunge and doing a book, a barbecue book. Um, So that's something I'm thinking about. Um, I don't know, just as long as I retain barbecue in my life and, you know, I'm able to see my family, um, which I'm doing a lot more now that I'm here in Florida, which was the main purpose for coming down here because my daughter lives here, my granddaughter and my mom. So, um, yeah, trying to, uh, you know, change my priorities a little bit, you might say. Sure. I understand that. Yeah, and it's been great. It's fun. Uh, it's always a hoot to talk to you. It's um it's great speaking with you. It's been a while. It's been and a while. I look forward to coming to Portland to see you when I visit my daughter who seemed to be moving out there. So um I will let you know for sure. We'll have some fun and play some golf. Arr, 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 arr. Yes, we will. We'll <laughs> we'll have that. And I promise not to drag you down to the house and try to cook for you. We'll go out and eat let somebody wait on us. How's that? Oh, that would be nice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne Whippin, folks, um, follow her on Twitter. And I know she's opening mm-hmm. up some other social media accounts and her YouTube channel that's in the works. That'll be available soon. And mm-hmm. follow her on that. Leanne, thank you, dear. Thank you so much. You have a great day and a wonderful 4th of July. I will. We'll be back next week with another edition of what is this show? Oh, yeah. After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. Until then, enjoy yourself and be kind to people. And remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody.